0: Welcome to Irrelevant, the podcast that is all about helping you find relevance in the economy of now. My name is Mike Wheeler, and I'm an online instructor, entrepreneur, and cloud career coach. I gravitate towards tools and tech that enable you to create something new, advance your career, and find the intersection between attainable and essential. So, this episode's all about being thankful, and I'm releasing this on the week of Thanksgiving 2020. And I wanted to look back over the past five years of this history that I have of teaching online. And it was roughly about five years ago that I started recording my first Salesforce training class. And so in December of 2015, I started to record my thoughts related to why it was important to launch a career in the cloud using Salesforce. So I just sat in the corner of my office that I had at the time, and my son Aaron was doing the videography and editing for me. And we had a lot to learn. And I was taking things from like the very beginning as far as what Salesforce is. One of the first lessons that I talked upon was what is cloud computing and why should I care and then as well a brief history of Salesforce and how to supercharge your career. That was basically the first section of what became my complete Salesforce Certified Administrator course. This was released on March 30th of 2016, and since that time, I have had the privilege and honor of having taught well over 130,000 students, and that just blows me away. At the time I was starting, I didn't imagine reaching this level of scale and having an audience of any kind. And I just really had a lot of imposter syndrome as well, as far as just looking at what am I doing and why am I doing this and who am I to present myself as an expert? I wasn't and I'm not an expert. I just happened to know a few things about the Salesforce platform and how to communicate those and so I was able to leverage my 15 plus years background of training and technical writing and taking that to the Salesforce space and also leveraging the talents of my sons that are a great Salesforce developer and then also a great video editor that would be Anthony and Aaron respectively and now I've got other sons doing a lot of the editing work for me that would be Evan and Ezekiel known as Zeke and looking back down memory lane I realized that I didn't know what I was getting into but I'm glad that I've done this because now fast forward to today I'm speaking to you on this podcast that is something that I thought about doing for years but that the fact that I've got a podcast as well and that people actually listen to it is uh, very humbling and I really appreciate that I'm very thankful for that and then as well I've recently launched a live Salesforce Q&A call-in show and so I'm going to be sharing several clips from that first inaugural call-in show and these are just general questions that came in randomly but the overriding theme in that are that these are a lot of recurring questions that I get so this is not just simply an episode about frequently asked questions but you'll notice that For those of you that are starting down this journey you have and share the same thoughts basically it's the imposter syndrome who am i to be doing this and pursuing this am i smart enough am i technical enough etc so some of these clips will have to do with overcoming being overwhelmed and knowing where to start or how to put the blinders on as far as there being so many resources where do you go to get the latest and greatest information Or for those of you that have already attained, perhaps a certification would be what would be the next certification that I should pursue. And so this is all about helping you find your path and no two paths are alike. But what we all share in common is that we all start from zero. There was a time when I didn't know what Salesforce was and I had no exposure to it. I had regrets of not having pursued it earlier and thinking that it had passed me by but now is the best time to get started and to continue down this path of launching your career in the cloud using Salesforce to get you there. So this is just a quick note of thankfulness on this week of Thanksgiving and a little trip down the memory lane as far as how this got started to where we are today. So in this first clip, we're gonna talk about where to begin your Salesforce learning journey and advice for those that are starting out. some of the questions that have come in uh, would be, uh, there's a lot of questions for those that are starting out on the Salesforce journey. And in the past, I've uh, polled and interviewed my students and sent out polls on, you know, what are the greatest challenges that you face in learning Salesforce? And one of those top responses was overwhelm. And you see as well on uh, Trailhead, for example, there are now over a thousand badges that you can get. And there's so many different trails and modules and projects uh, that can be confusing. And then as well, there's over 30 certifications now. And uh, so that as well can be uh, quite concerning. Let me spotlight myself. All right, so I'm figuring this out. We're, We're learning live here. But the point is, is it can be overwhelming when starting out. So one question that I get often is the question where do I even begin in my learning journey and what should my first certification be and typically what I recommend the vast majority of people to do is to start with the administrator certification and that's because that is where you attain the fundamentals of the platform and this gives you a goal as well to work towards in attaining that certification and along the way you know that you will be gaining a better foundation on the platform. Now, even for those that have a coding background or developer and want to ultimately become a developer, I typically recommend that even those people start with the administrator certification because in order to be a good developer, you need to know quite well the security model of Salesforce, how things are structured, what the schema looks like, for instance and having that administrative side of things and understanding how to do things with clicks instead of code will serve you well as a developer as well. Now, in situations where someone needs to get a job quickly and they have a development background, you can just dive right in and go for developer and uh, kind of forego the administrative things. But once you're, you've you landed in that developer job, it would behoove you to kind of backtrack and pick up some of the fundamentals via the admin certification, but there's no prerequisite there, okay? All right, hi Conrad. Um, so I'm new to the Salesforce environment. And, and uh, I guess one question I have here, I right, think there's, uh, you're overwhelmed with information. Mm-hmm. So is there one spot you should be checking or website like to get the changes that are coming out for Salesforce, the three yearly updates? I mean, there's the community, there's Trailhead, but what is authoritative? so um it's a great question conrad thanks um so there's there, there is a lot of overwhelm there i would recommend monitoring salesforce as the source of truth you know and it would be easy for me to say oh just follow me and trust me with everything but i saw that i need to do updates on my own platform which is micro media plus and uh with some more information around the current release So I'd always recommend going with Salesforce and they have release notes that they release three times a year with each major release. And uh, those are quite uh, voluminous, uh, very large. And um, let me do this real quick. And so it can be very overwhelming, but there are sections in those release notes that are specific to admins. And when you're starting out, that's really what your focus needs to be. And then as well, you would want to look at, I think uh, what I have figured out, how Salesforce condenses all this information down and signifies what's important to them that their people know, and this would be people that are maintaining their credentials, is looking at the Trailhead module that is issued by Salesforce for those of us that are credentialed to remain credentialed. There's one maintenance exam a year now and it's on Trailhead. And so just look for Let's see if I can find it live. This is always fun when you're trying to do something live. Um, let me make sure that this is showing up. My clicker is not working. Of course, I click, we wait. Uh, but on Trailhead, there's, there's a, under credentials, there's a maintain certifications link. I saw it pop up there for a second. So hit that, look at what the trail is to complete for um, admins, and that will have specific things drawn out of those 600 pages of release notes. It's usually five or six topics. That will tell you what's important to Salesforce because they wanna make sure that of all those new features, these are the ones that they wanna make sure that people that are certified know about. That's how they force us to go back in and stay up to date with the platform and not just rely on what we already know. That will help you to know uh, the new things that are coming such as dynamic forms and uh, and then just being active in general on LinkedIn and Twitter, you'll start to see some things being mentioned, but there's a lot of bloggers, a lot of resources out there of which I would count myself as one, but I always want to point uh, people back to the source of truth, which is Salesforce. The rest of us uh, serve uh the greater good and try to add value. But it is their job to make sure that that's being communicated. So great question, Conrad. Thank you. So here's the certification maintenance schedule. And you'll see then that for the release cycle of spring 20, there's a due date of April of 2021. So it's way out into the future. There's a few changes that Salesforce has made with the advent of the pandemic. And it'd be probably good for me to mention this as well, because there's a lot of confusion around how to take your exam. most on site test centers are now closed because of covid and because of that, most everyone has to register for their exam and take it remotely. This can lead to a lot more lead times to find an open slot. But then as well, they're making concessions to where you don't have to have an external web camera in order to take your exam, and you can just use your built-in webcam on your laptop, for example. So you don't need uh, an external camera anymore, at least for now. And then as well, the maintenance exams, for those of you that are certified, have moved to annual instead of three times a year. With the pandemic, I've heard a lot of people have lost their certifications because they didn't keep them maintained. And I've come close to losing mine because the deadlines come and it's easy to overlook them. And But with a lot of lead time here, uh, you have until April of 21 to complete this. But what I was referring to uh, previously in answering that question was looking at the administrator link here. And this will take you to the uh, maintenance I believe, yeah, here's the administrator certification maintenance for spring 20. Now, a couple of other things, Uh, let's see, other questions I had, and this comes up a lot. So we talked about where to start and then is also what's the source of truth And so now typically first certification would be admin, but then there's always the question, what should be my next certification? And uh, I don't know how to send you this link because we can't chat. I can't believe that, but you can Google Mike Wheeler charting your path. And uh, that will take you to an article that I wrote. So hopefully you can see my screen. All right. And so this is an article I wrote. As you can see, I wrote this a couple of years ago. there is an update for the Salesforce partner program for uh, fiscal year 2020. But I wanna give you the gist of this, okay? And then you can go into the nitty gritty. But I think this is very important. And this is in answering the question that always comes up, what is the next certification I should get after I get administrator certification? So there is what is known as Salesforce's partner program, okay, and just at a very high level, just to give you context of the different types of Salesforce jobs that are out there, and that's what the end goal is, is to get you hired, to get you gainfully employed on the platform, to find relevance in the economy of now, as I like to say, and so there's three types of jobs, there's jobs for Salesforce customers, there's jobs for Salesforce partners, and then there's jobs with Salesforce. So you can either get a job with a mothership, you can get a job with a customer company as uh, an admin or consultant or business analyst or developer, or a partner company. Now a partner company, if you're wondering what that is, is those are known as implementation experts. And Salesforce is a complex tool. You've seen that if you've had any exposure to the platform, if you've gone for trying to get certified, you can find just the sheer enormity of it all very disconcerting to say the least. Imagine being a company that has purchased Salesforce and spent tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in license fees for the next year or two or three. And now it's like, okay, we have Salesforce, Now, what do we do? That's where partner companies come in, specifically implementation experts. And there's a lot of different partner companies out there now. Salesforce works with these partner companies to provide them with leads and business. And they have this ranking system for partner companies to where, when you start out, and you could start a partner company yourself, the barrier to entry is pretty low, but you could just hang your own shingle in the partner ecosystem and start your own partner company. Now, you would start off as a registered partner, and then the next milestone that you try to reach is silver and then gold and then platinum. And then I think there's another one above that called enterprise. There's a lot of math that goes into the formulas that evaluate uh, when a partner company goes from registered to silver, to gold, to platinum. And every partner company wants to, their goal is to take that next step on the ladder. They're not in business to stay where they are. Businesses are in business to grow and entrepreneurial people tend to want to make it to the next step. Typically, they don't just stay where they're at. And so when you go to interview with a partner company, there's going to be an invisible number hanging over your head. And that number is how many points that you bring to the table towards this equation. This is a little known fact, but it is something that the people on the other side of the table definitely know about those that are involved with determining headcount and who they hire, and all things being equal, if you have the same charming personality as someone else and the same background and experience, but this other person has more points towards this equation and they will bring the company up to silver status or up to gold status, then that will be a, not an advantage for you. So what this article goes into is these three categories. There's the annual contract value, which is 45% at the time of this writing. And the, these numbers may have changed, but the point is is to identify what certifications to go, to, to go towards next. And then there's the customer success metrics about success stories and uh, customer satisfaction scores. But what we wanna hone in on are certifications. And that's where we come in and what we care about. And so, and I go into a lot of detail in this article, and then I have some pretty little circle numbers here about the different max points that are available. And even though architect certifications are huge, uh, consultant certifications are a huge bucket where partner companies can amass a lot of points. Okay, so, and consultant certifications are much more attainable, more quickly than an architect certification, and which requires a lot more in-depth knowledge of the platform. And so the way that this, not game, but the scoring system is stacked is in the favor of going for those consultant certifications, okay? And so this article, I advise that you check it out if you get a chance. And this will help you to chart your own path towards uh, what certification you want to pursue next. And also just a quick caveat as well is that it's not all about scoring points. And you do want to follow your passion. And I do want to encourage you to not just go for something that you hate because it's worth a lot of points. You know, architect is worth a lot of points, but you might hate it. Uh, advanced admin is not worth many points at all, but you may want to really go in depth on the admin side. There may be specific things in that uh, that you want to pursue. So with that, uh, typically the new content takes about two to three release cycles to make it onto the exam. And there's a process and I don't have any insider information. I'm not a Salesforce employee, and this is just Mike Wheeler reading the tea leaves from the outside. And what I've seen in practice is that uh, when there's new releases and new functionality that's released by Salesforce, they will start to introduce questions related to that functionality right away, but they are ungraded questions. And so Salesforce about a year and a half ago started implementing an additional five questions on the exam that are ungraded. So when you start your exam, if you see that you have 65 questions and 105 minutes, then you know that you're one of those people that are receiving five of the ungraded questions. So you might see some brand new features and functionality, but just rest assured if it's something, if you've gone through my coursework, if you've gone through my practice test uh, and you're getting hit with something that you've never heard of before, rest assured that it's something that's not graded basically. Now what they do with those five ungraded questions is They do what is called peel and stick and this is a concept that is done in marketing it's also done in uh, the discipline of creating exams is you write two questions that are basically the same but worded differently and then you look at how they perform and then over time they will peel one away they always pick a winner and then they bring in a new challenger until they've done that five or six or seven times it's the same thing with facebook advertising and any number of methods peel and stick And then eventually you've got a winner that rises to the top. It beats all challengers and that will become over time based on the data because they have certain metrics they want to see as far as any feedback. Because at the end of the exam, you can provide feedback like that question about Territory management really threw me for a looper. I don't feel like it was worded fairly or something like that. So they take that feedback. They take the actual scoring of the students on those questions to see if it's in the right area as far as not everyone getting it right or everyone getting it wrong, but a realistic uh, feel that this is a fair question. And so it's through that. So I would say that don't worry so much about coming up to a new release coming out and thinking, oh, if the if we're going from summer 20 to winter 21 release on the exam, am I gonna have all this new stuff? Not so much, and if you do, it'll be ungraded. So great question, all right? So, if you could please do this new podcaster a solid, please share this podcast with others. I also want to hear your voice. Please do reach out to me. I want to include the voices of my listeners. If you have any questions, leave that in a voice message. You may be featured in a future episode. And please subscribe, share, spread the word about you. Relevant and together, we'll help you and others find relevance in the economy of now. Thanks.